hello everyone. I'm Zoe from Music Mukbang, and today we are talking to Pop Tropica Sluts. Hi guys. What's up? So we have Christian and so this is your first show of tour. You're opening for Alden. How are you guys? How are you feeling? Stoked. Stoked. Nah, it's uh, it's really exciting because we like obviously like fuck with Alden a lot, like as yeah. like a friend and like his music. So it's cool that like we were able to do this. Like I remember like we when he first asked that like let's do whatever we got to do to like go through with that because it's going to be super fun it's like a different vibe because last tour we went on was with like little lotus and cemetery sun right and it was like very much like veteran seasoned like artists like yeah, fucking yeah. the industry like where they're like you know they've been around longer and stuff different crowd different vibes as opposed to like us and alden are both newcomers to like the scene and like starting off so it's cool to have both sides of the coin very different tour vibes. different learning experiences for yeah sure definitely. for sure will this have been the biggest tour you guys have done um i'd say yeah it's like yeah it's like probably venue sizes are like similar to the last tour mm -hmm. but um i think these like we're playing bigger cities here so okay. i think there will be big, the biggest turnouts here probably out of the, the tours we've done gotcha and you're playing shubas tonight have you played chicago before yeah, yeah we have we played it uh we played on our headline tour we played beat kitchen the crowd there probably had like some of the highest energy out of like all the shows yeah, that we yeah. played it was sick that's crazy yeah and i was talking to some fans outside before you guys came and there was someone flew in from new york right. like and out of the group that i was talking to there was one person from chicago and like everyone else came in from yeah. other states. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they go hard. Yeah, yeah, they go hard for sure. So how did Little Tekka contribute to you guys <laughs> forming forming a duo? Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a dope question. Yeah, so we talked about this like only like once before, but basically like me and Nick were both in high school and like we wanted to do this, but like the breaking point was like a high school party that our friend had, yeah. and um, Tekka was like uh, Tekka lived in our area and was like kind of like. His, like, initial buzz, like, was, like, a lot in our area. Like, our town, like, really, really fucked with Tekka. And, like, our school especially, like, was they were, yeah. like, his stance before he ever had, like, a big song. He came through to the party, and I remember it was, like, Drake walked in. It was, like, yeah. insane. And this is, like, yeah. before Tekka was big. It's, uh, it was just, like, really, like, crazy to, for, like, all the people that were, like, obsessed with Tekka's music to, like, see him come in. And me and Nick kind of, like, worried. Yeah, it was crazy, because, like, um... There's people that you could tell that didn't even like really know who he was, but like they like just like looked up who he was because like they saw a bunch of people like care a lot. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, like you're awesome. You're like famous. Like I remember there was this one kid that was just like, yo, you're like famous. And he was super chill about it. He was like, where? <laughs> and that shit was crazy. And I remember just thinking like, damn, there's a kid that lives like 20 minutes away from where we do. Yeah. That's like literally like actually like doing it. Like right where he like dropped ransom and like actually blew up and stuff. Right. And then I remember like I went out to CC and I was like, yo, like. If someone else that's, like, right in front of us can do it, we can do it. Yeah, so that was, like, seeing someone, like, face-to-face -face and close in your community yeah. really kind of yeah. sparked it. So... First song the next day, actually. Yeah. The first, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we like, we, like, shot a music video and then wrote our first song together the next day, and we were really just, like, if he could do it, we could do it. Seeing it in person is, like, crazy. Especially yeah. now, because, like, he really got so big, and, like... Back then, he was, like, uh, like still so big to, like, us and everyone yeah, there. Yeah, community. But, like, talking to us, like, he was, like, super, like, super, like, nice and humble about it. Yeah, was, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was really cool, actually. He gave us advice, which yeah. is, like, cool of him to do, like, because, like, we told him we made music. Like, we both talked to him separately, and he seemed to, like, have given Nick advice, too. Like, and, like he told me just some stuff that, like, resonates with me still. And it was just 
a nice wake up call to be like, yeah, like this is like not nearly as impossible as it's made out to be. Yeah. If, like someone that like is around here, like he was always around. Like a yeah. lot of people like like yeah. in our area like knew him before sure. that shit. So it was just cool to see him like actually like not just like you know be an underground artist or whatever. Like yeah. he really like took off. So yeah. So that song you wrote that very next day is that a song that's out now or is that? Yeah, it is a song that's out now. It's not on Pop Charlie's Let's Spotify, but it's called One Eight Hundred Love Me. Okay. Um, you could find it if you look that up, but it's on our old artist pages. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, people like people still find it. It's on our it's on our SoundCloud, so people that's probably how a lot of people find it. But it's still up. So at what point after the formation of Pop Tropical Sluts did you guys write and release Hollywood High Sixteen? We weren't officially Pop Tropical Sluts until quarantine, and okay. we were making music from like late twenty nineteen, like in the summer twenty nineteen, and like fall mm-hmm. and then we but we were just young crowd from the Lajanta. Okay. And when quarantine came, like that was just a big change for everybody and I thought like we just figured we should change too and like do something different because um I don't know, it felt like the thing that we were doing was like kind of um getting stale. Most people were doing something that was similar to that. Yeah. So then like we wanted to just like make hot punk music with like emo rap yeah. elements. And then we found like some beats on YouTube. We would like send videos back and forth to each other because it was during quarantine. Right. And like we had written Hollywood, no, Romeo and Juliet in 2007 and like Hollywood like a little while after that. And then we like released them all in the summer. We recorded them in like early spring. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like the first song we wrote, but it was like one yeah. of the first songs we wrote. Like I remember like I sent Nick a video of me like sing the like my part of the hook like the forget the world part yeah. like, in my car and that was like probably May 2020 and then I remember we recorded it in August 2020 uh put it out like we recorded it at the very beginning of August and then put it out like at the end of August on SoundCloud and then we put it out on Spotify like at the end of that year so it was like written during the time that we were still figuring everything out like nothing was on spotify yet Mm -hmm. so it was like yeah very very early in like before we really had everything figured out yet yeah and it kind of sounds like you guys were very strategic about your releases and like kind of making yourselves public am i correct we kind of were but we didn't know we were doing at that point we weren't which is the weird part because i feel like when you look back it like seems like we like very like carefully crafted like our vibe and image but it was really just like authentic like natural which i guess is why it like feels like yeah. like that but we definitely like did things like wrong like for a while <laughs> all that shit was wrong like we did all that shit wrong but it all worked out and then so i'd say when we actually like wrong. carefully yeah like we did it we did it wrong by like industry standards yeah. but it ended up obviously working out yeah it yeah. started to get like carefully planned like i'd say like a few months after we released Hollywood high 16 yeah that's when like we started to get like some actual traction for sure. And so for you guys, was there a specific turning point at which you were like, oh shit, like people are paying attention, like yeah. people like what we're doing? It was actually after we released Hollywood, it got New Music Friday on Spotify. Oh shit, and then yeah. We had never talked to like an actual music industry person. Like one of the people we knew from music was like the engineer from like our local studio, each other, and like other local artists. Mm-hmm. And then we got into Music Friday, like, A&R started reaching out. Yeah. And we didn't really know that A&R just kind of reach out just to say to reach out. You yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then we were just getting calls, like, every, like, few days just from A&Rs. And we were like, holy shit, holy shit, this is, like, actually, like, yeah. feels real now. And we went to Atlanta. Well, I think that was, like, the biggest turning point. Yeah, before. definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, we got reached out to by, like, a couple labels. And that was when it was, like, started feeling like, oh, what the hell. 
But then, uh, like, some really cool producers, like, wanted us to come to Atlanta in, like, January of 2021. Us and, like, our friend Pablo and our friend Danny were, like, part of the collective. Like, Pablo, like, was doing, like, a lot of photo stuff. Danny, like, does the merch. Yeah. We flew out to Atlanta and, like, actually did, like, sessions in the way that, like, we know sessions now. Like, where before that we were just, like, like, recording at a studio and, like, paying hourly and stuff. And then we had, like, our first session where, like, it was just, like, producers that wanted to work. We went there and we just like made the beat and like like wrote the vocals like in that session and did everything like at once rather than like going in with like an instrumental and like lyrics written. Yeah. And we made like some crazy shit. Six dogs died that week and all the producers we were working with were like six dogs, like best friends and like close collaborators. So it got like super fucked the second day that we were there. Like, yeah. Six dogs died. It was like what the hell just happened? RIP six dogs, but yeah. we came back in and shout out Dan Hartzog, Grandma, everyone yeah. in Atlanta, Guala Beats, like yeah. they really like they really toughed it out and we made like some good music and they like put that energy into like making music and that was like a super special week. We made World War Three, which is like partially a tribute to Six Dogs. Like yeah. one day I'll die and you'll just think I'm offline. Like was what Grandma came up with, which is super cool. Like in that feeling of like you know like losing a friend and. Like, yeah. that line is so beautiful, the, uh, look to the sky, always leave your light with me, like, always leave your light on, like, that shit is just so beautiful, but that, that week was just, like, super instrumental in, yeah. like, determining where we went next, because yeah. we made still one of my favorite songs we've ever made, and it was under such crazy circumstances, mm-hmm. so that was where, like, shit was, like, even though nothing had really, like, super picked up yet, we said, like, a few hundred followers on Instagram, and, like, how, like, a few thousand monthly listeners, but it just felt super crazy after that, like, we knew yeah. it was gonna go somewhere, and... Yeah. And those are the songs that, uh, like, Bad Habit, Grandma Got Run Over, like, those were made there. So those are the songs that started getting us traction on TikTok. So yeah. it's like, even though at that point nothing crazy had happened yet, it, like, people started paying attention because of those songs a few months later. So it all, like, lined up the way it was supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you describe your writing and your music creation process now? I know you do a lot of collaboration with... Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, Sam or Aldrich. But so, what does that process kind of look like now? It used to be different. Like when we were first starting, since we couldn't actually be together, we would just write like separately on like the same instrumental that we find on YouTube, put them together, and they would always somehow just work. It's like we we're always talking about like, something similar. But now it's like sometimes uh, we in the studio together all the time, so we we'll write the entire thing together. Mm-hmm. Or like one person will have something that's like previously on like a different instrumental or the lyrics or whatever, and then we'll start it that way. Or, like pull the instrumental around the lyrics or. We'll like, like a song, we won't make something in the same vein. Just start with the instrumental and we'll make the lyrics accordingly. Gotcha, so it kind of just depends. I do want to talk about Teen Pop Sensation, that song. I know on social media everyone is super excited, including you guys. But what do you feel is so special about the song? Why is it so meaningful? Um, well, I mean, I made that beat like very early on in our relationship. And I like, I made that whole instrumental like, just like fangirling over 2007 yeah um so i don't know like that that song is really special to me for that reason like it just like sort of came from me being like holy shit this song is so fucking cool like i gotta like make something like this for them that song has been through like what like seven iterations of this like recorded like a few times like sam did a lot of shit to the instrumental it's been through reproduced the whole thing yeah recorded the whole thing we had like a crazy like future bass version of it oh yeah. Oh, shit. Like, yeah there's like a whole like electronic drop that now got added mm-hmm. is but, it gonna get is it gonna get dropped anytime? I, <laughs> I gotta dig up the project again but uh 
Um, I don't know. I feel like that like era of us making music. Like we made like I don't know. It was probably like a month, and we made what like fifteen, twenty songs or something. Yeah, like, we were working like all the time because we had like just met and just like found out that like how well we worked together. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, obviously, like another reason that song was like important is because like when we were like shopping like stuff to like labels early on, like it just like our manager Tim was just seeing if people like if labels liked it, like the people we were in contact with we made a SoundCloud to upload like the stuff under, and he didn't have this password to our SoundCloud, so he made like a burn like a, a burner called we all know you love attention uh-huh. like the way that my instagram username is spelled yeah and i was like at the time i was like just transitioned my username from like our old artist names to like it was like car crash heart which is like a lyric from a fall Out boy song mm-hmm. and i was like looking at we all know you love attention on soundcloud and i was like yo this looks so sick and i was like a couple weeks later i was like fuck it i'm gonna just change it to that yeah so that's where i got my username well, and I was just going to say, I think it's very interesting how you guys have such unique usernames. It, it kind of builds that brand and persona. But how did you guys meet? This guy. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Wow, everyone's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in the room. You want to say yeah, hi? Introduce hi. Yourself. Yeah. I'm uh, Ari. Ari. Tell the story. Yeah, tell yeah, the story. How pretty, did you, how'd they meet? It was pretty cool. Um, one faithful night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think, like, he was talking about the timing earlier, but it was like, what, that, like, you recorded the song, or wrote the song in May and recorded it in August, and it was probably right around August when I heard Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. like on SoundCloud. Um, like, I actually remember it. I was like in my bed at my parents' house, like it was really late at night. You guys are, I, you're like, these guys are awesome. Yeah, it was, it was like 2 a.m. and I was like just listening to music. I had like gone back from a party or something. I like found that song and I listened to it 10 times in a row, and I was like, it's really, really fun. And like, I ended up DMing you guys because I was coming out to visit Sam in New York for some reason mm-hmm. and I yes, ended up you do. yeah I ended up DMing you guys and I was like do a music video mm-hmm. and, and we ended up um I don't know you can tell this part better than I can because you guys weren't going to do it or something like that but uh, yeah. I mean it, yeah we were just like yeah, we like we took were, mad long to get there or something like we were just yeah. like waiting and like we had like plans in the city that day and yeah. our friend Danny who does the merch is kind of just like yo yeah, he's just like, let, like we're going to Soho, like, how much longer, blah, blah, And then, like, we hit him up. Like, they were, like, just, like, leaving or something or, like, hadn't left yet. And Danny was like, oh, like, come on. Like, he's, like, I remember Danny saying, like, yo, like, if they if they want to do the video, like, it'll still it'll still happen. And I was, like, nervous to be, like, oh, we're going somewhere else. Like, because I didn't want it to not go through. So I was like, fuck, yeah. like, if we go here, you think they're still going to meet us there? But, like, Adi's a beast and he grinds and hustles. <laughs> to get shit done Hell. so Adi obviously was like yeah and I was like oh sick because I told him we're going to Seoul like can you come here and he's like yeah, yeah. so he came there and it worked out because if that shit didn't happen we'd probably be fucking nobodies right now but <laughs> yeah. like, and what song was that video for? Usually Not Found oh uh, hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, you the, actually listened to the, all of our demos. Right? Yeah, the, yeah, we actually showed up and we were at like like on a basketball court and yeah. it was like skating. Oh yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't even occur to me that at that point we didn't know what video we were going to shoot. Romeo and Juliet had a video already. Yeah, so I think it was just like I want to shoot a video and like yeah. I played him like I played you who remember on TV. Yeah, it was like on your phone and I was like crouched down like holding the phone. Yeah, yeah. Like, up to my ear listening to like there were like three demos. I can't remember what they were, but. It was, and, and then I heard you should have that. I was like, yeah, that's definitely the one. Let's definitely do this one. Which is pretty good to you. And then we shot you should not found, and then that's when I met you guys. Like, and yeah, Sam was there then, helping Adi. Yeah, What's it called, a DP? Like, yeah, he was. You were what? He was just helping. You were grip? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was just like, like Adi was like in front of us, and Sam was just next to us. And I didn't like, I honestly just processed it as like, Sam was like, oh, another like, another guy that like makes videos and stuff. 
but he like told me like, oh, I make music. Like he, he you introduce yourself. As I don't know. As just, yeah. I think you said I introduced myself as an artist, but at that point I was just producing. You, yeah, and you were like Cozy Boy Rich. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cozy Boy. I was your first name in my phone because I forgot what your actual really? name was. So it was just Cozy. And you, yeah. you changed but, to Aldridge, like Aldridge. Well, I was, but I, I don't think I changed my Instagram. Oh, it's still like Prod Dot Cozy Rich. You changed to Aldridge, like your Instagram username, like. Literally a week later, I wrote and your caption was all dressed up for real. And, was, and then you changed your username and like you posted it on your story and like jo- I think Josh and you were like all dressed up and I was like, what does that mean? And then like you changed to Aldridge and he FaceTimed me and was like had our song from our EP Lackluster, the acoustic song. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I did some cool shit to like your song and he put like some like DMB like drums over it and it was like I was like, wow, this dude is crazy. And then he showed me some beats. And I texted in our group chat like, yo, this kid is the best producer I've ever heard. <laughs> and they were like, like obviously assuming that I'm dragging it. And then I sent like one beat. I think I sent the song that Adi has. I forget what song it is. Wait, are you familiar with the term dragging it? No, it's enlighten a, me. It's, a, it's no, like, it's yeah, uh, what is it? You're just like dragging, dragging it out. Uh, drag, like you're a, it's, like something's a drag. Like, oh, that's a drag. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, yeah, like. Making something a drag. You're like, you're like, like dragging. What was like, the example of that? How like, did I just say it? Like, oh, like he's the best producer ever. Like people thought. Oh, oh like exaggerating. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exaggerating. So yeah. kind of like ironic or not really ironic. No, just like oh, like like he's not obviously you're like capping right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're obviously capping. Exaggerating <laughs> or like if you're like if you're taking a long, long time, yeah, you're like you're not coming out of the house like you're waiting outside. You're trying to come. You're like you're dragging it out. But like in this situation, just like oh, like it's just you're like. You're exaggerating it. Like okay. Yeah, but... Huh. Yeah. We're learning new vocab. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very CC thing. What song were you saying, Christian? Lackluster. No, but the song that you have, I all I remember is I wrote something over it, and it was like, I got two bad bitches, only one with it, though. I got both, so one goes, and as you walk in that door. And it was what? like... Song? Wait, it was like... Uh, 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 yeah, but, but it's out. Is it Goner? No. Is it Goner? That's no, not Goner. I know. I know Goner. I know Dorpose. I know Gin and Tonic. It's something else. No name. No name. No name. It, it, it's no. no name. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, he like he sent. I sent that beat in our group chat, and then I remember like being nervous if they were gonna agree with me or not, and they were like, "Holy fuck! Holy fucking fuck! That body." <laughs> <laughs> The production of yours is absurd. They were like, the production of it is absurd. But no, everyone like fucked with it, and then from that we just went to. I'm remembering all this shit that I forgot, but like we like went to his house, brought our friend Peter. He had like a crazy dab rig, <laughs> and Peter was like, "You should name this song Wonder Kings." And I was yeah. like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And then he named it wrong. He spelled it wrong. And then I was like, being how I am, I was like have to write we have to change it to like spell it right and then i was like you know what honestly it looks cool as fuck what I was, it's it's w-u-n-d-e-r-k-i yeah yeah we fucking named it that and then that was like the he also played us he, i'm kind of dragging it right now but he, he played us like so many beats and i remember just being like this is like this I, like we actually met someone sam says this didn't happen but i remember i was like what? yo you should join pop trabe sluts and he was like no i'm in soft surf and then like i forget what it was like December of last year he was like begging to join Pop Travis Sluts and I was like dude like I asked you to join Pop Travis Sluts and he's like no you didn't like no you didn't like the first yeah, day yeah. we had a session I was like yo join Pop Travis because at that point we were like, like we were really on the collective thing like we still are but like we yeah. were like we need a producer in the collective like our guy and yeah. I was like yo you need to be that guy and Sam was like nah but hey now he's our guy so everything yeah. works out Maldrich has some big things that have been going on oh, yeah. 
Um, you want to tell us a little bit about the new release? Uh, real quick? With, with 845? Yeah. I mean, that was honestly like a really quick and simple song. I, uh, I actually, I was on TikTok and I saw a Ryan Hall TikTok. I don't know if you know Yes, Ryan Hall, I do. But there, he just, He's like, opening in Atlanta. Made, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, I'm excited to meet him. Yeah, he made some song. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was just like this guitar riff that really inspired me. So I sat down, I made the beat, I recorded it in a Discord call with Big Speed. Uh-huh, um, yeah. And, yeah, and then I sent it to Will, who's both of our managers, um, or both of our manager and I was just like who should we get on this I feel yeah. like a girl would be cool mm-hmm. um, but like somebody who is very hyper poppy because that wants the vibe and yeah we sent it to her and she delivered and that was it I mean it was like a really straightforward that's awesome release. yeah yeah then no no kinks to work out just yeah no not at all super super simple tell them about what's next oh yeah there's uh me and Alden are dropping a song on the 30th alright so, so yeah. everyone can look forward to and that apparently I'm in, I'm in the video though she's <laughs> in the video it's an awesome performance music video directed by Kare um but yeah I don't know I've, Alden was saying he might add it to the set Oh yeah, that would be that would be super sick. Some on release, that'd be good. Yeah, that would be dope. So, will you guys be writing on tour? Will you be making music on tour, or are you just gonna focus on the live show? Maybe something cool happens. We get inspiration. Yeah, we've done that before. Okay. Um, Kind of really packed. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, I was gonna say. But I mean, if there's like some inspiration, like it's always easy to like come up with an idea that you like execute after tour. Right. Like just kind of do like a nice quick version and yeah revisit it or i see what you're saying even i'll just like write lyrics all the time like yeah. even if i don't have like any melodies in mind just write like words that i want to put into like uh yeah words i want to put into like a song i actually did that with this song that we recorded the other day it's called strawberry sorbet like last like our first tour we ever did mm-hmm. i wrote like the verse for it like just in the bus that like in the van because like i was listening to this one song wet blanket by metric and i was uh-huh. like this song's sick and I wanted to make something that kind of felt like that. So I was like, was listening to that song a lot, and that was a direct song. Yeah, shout out Gabe Greenland. He's a dope guy. He did yeah, all the CP, and we just did some stuff with him. We had like three or four things that we did with did him. Did you have a session when he was in New York? Yeah, yeah, we had a session with him, and then we went to Alden's house after and had a session with him and Alden. Mm-hmm. Did you hear our song with Alden, though? It's pretty cool. It's fire. It's, it's hot. It's been growing on me a lot. Actually. Right, it grew on me a yeah. lot. Like, I wasn't sure about it the first time I heard it. He but it's up. No, no, no. <laughs> I honestly didn't like it at first, and then now I'm like, yo, wait, this is actually far. I like it. It's like a, it's sort of like an unprecedented combination. It like is. Like, Pop Topic Sluts and Alden. It is. Like, I feel like, like, you guys got that to work. I feel like it makes yeah. sense, because yeah. it's like, the us and the verses, and then he comes in with, like, some Alden shit. Yeah, very, yeah. very pretty melodies. Yeah. And like we're just harsh and gross. <laughs> we're just downright. Hey, but no, I feel like you are very poetic with the lyrics and the writing. And like, if you sit there and you look at it line by line, you're like, that's masterpiece. I appreciate. Did it. did you have to work to get to that level of lyricism, or did that just just come naturally? Yeah, through? I'm pretty much just reading the dictionary every day. Okay. <laughs> um, but you got hurt. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much like. I was just uh, writing about my life for yeah. the most part, and like how I used to write songs, which is like, we used to basically emo rap, so yeah. I just like start with like the melody, and then I got, like, that became like my thing, that's how I was writing songs, Yeah. and then I was like listening to like Fall Out Boy, Hang of the Disco, and like 
They had like melodies that I was familiar with, like they felt similar, like listening to like Juice World kind of, like sure. sort of. But then I would like think about it, they sound also extremely different. Like they have like that same emotion, but like the way that they're written is like completely different. And it was kind of like mind boggling at first. Like it was a weird transition listening to that, going yeah. from listening to Juice World and like things like that. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I want to give this a shot. And then I was, was finding out how the songs were written. A lot of them were just like poems that just got turned into songs. So then I started doing that, and then at one point I was on like a huge like kick of that, and I just like wasn't rhyming at all, well, like just writing fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that, that was a funny era. Was it no rhyme? Once you put on the scarf, once you put on the scarf, <laughs> yeah, it was, no it was the scarf the best in the yeah. pocket watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I put on a scarf. I put on a scarf. I, I, I remember someone took a video of it. Like we were all hanging out, and I was like, I put on the scarf on. And I was like, Yo, yo, you about to stop rhyming. <laughs> yeah, and like pretty much. Then I started incorporating my old style into like just doing what I do now. It's it was weird making the melodies. Yeah. At first, because like that was a whole different type of songwriting. Mm-hmm. But then I slowly got better at it, and then so now sometimes I'll just write the lyrics first, and then like we'll turn it into a song, or like I just kind of write in that same vein but like use some of like the old emo rap influence and it and just kind of make it cool but i also want it to sound like, like you said like sound cool if you're just reading it yeah. like i want to sound just like and the cat had the hat and he hit me with the hat. Like, you know I mean? yeah yeah i want to like sound like it wasn't just intended to be sung you know what i mean yeah absolutely and like there's gonna be levels to it and you know it's kind of a yeah. nice surprise when someone mm-hmm. searches genius lyrics and they're like well shit yeah like, it's like what the fuck did I just read <laughs> the opulence of your eyes <laughs> fly away like the birds <laughs> bees, the birds yeah. and the bees of my heart yeah, they'll come me a lot slack nice when someone looks at your lyrics and like they can cry yeah. they can read your lyrics and just be like oh fuck this yeah. ruined my day yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah. or, like, well, this is so sad or like well, this is so beautiful it's like, well, or, like, this, this is, is so funny well, shit, not to not to get like too personal with you guys, but are there any songs that you've ever listened to where it made you that emotional, made you cry? Like our music or like uh, like anyone, anyone. your music. Yeah, anyone? honestly, there's one song yeah. that actually has like I've cried to. That's called it's like a shitty demo from like a Midwest emo band. I'm pretty sure it's just like a recording of the room. Yeah. Uh, it's called Vulcan Death Grip. Okay. And, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like so like the vocals are like so raw and like shitty by like, like most people's standards yeah. but like it's so emotional and it's, it's like emotion that you could only really get by like having it be raw like that and like not having it auto-tune and like it'd be perfect but like there's like it's hard to like fill it for like songs to actually like, make me cry but there's like some songs that are like some of our shit like definitely like can do that too yeah like our shit is like a lot of it like i remember like when we first started making music always having this like thought that like yeah making music is super sick but i can't listen to my own song and like feel like it's like a really good song you know what i mean it's just weird hearing yourself and like bumping to it like it's not your song it always felt weird but then like i realized that like better we got i could start listening to my music and feeling like oh this is just like a song i'm listening to like i kind of detach myself and like hear how good it is there's some shit that we've made recently where like i could probably like cry to it like we just recorded something (laughs) the other day that Nick recorded when I was in there. It's called Falling Apart to Have Time. That, that's a lyric from a Fall Out Boy song. I was like listening to that and I was just like, yo, this is like, didn't cry to it, but I was like, this is like, I like borderline did when I was like writing my part. I was just like, this is like super emotional. Lackluster, the acoustic song can like always 
probably make me cry if I like really think about it because it's just like one of the few songs we have that the instrumental kind of matches like the lyrical content of being like introspective and like not want to say like deep but like we actually are like saying like a bunch of shit that is like super emotional and like personal to us and I like how that's a song where like it sounds like what it is where like a lot of times we'll make a song that sound like bittersweet teeth is like a really sad song but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it is and Black Luster always gets me because, like, it sounds as sad as, like, the lyrics are. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, like, sure. there's, um, a few songs that I'll just, like, listen to sometimes, and they'll just, like, hit really hard, even though it's, like, this is not a song you should be crying to. I mean, I don't necessarily cry to them, but I definitely, like... I don't think I've ever seen them. Invo- yeah, they, like, invoke the same emotion, though. Yeah. Like, if I was crying, I would want to listen to this, you know what I mean? You would cry harder if yeah, you were yeah, already yeah. crying. Have you cried yeah. before? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm genuinely wondering. He like dropped his ice cream when he was four, and he uh, I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> no, but um, I was listening on the plane. I was listening to uh, that song "I'm Just Your Problem" on the Adventure Time soundtrack, and just like the lyrics were just like resonating <laughs> super hard. And I was just like, you know what? Like this is an Adventure Time song, but like if I was like really down bad right now, like I would totally cry. It would, it would add tears. to it. Like, like, uh, I should have cried to Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but like there's this one song that we made like last summer in LA, and it's called "A Flare for." Swamp Queen. And I was listening to that like 20 times on the plane too because sometimes I'm just like neurotic like that. And I was like listening to the same thing over and over again. But yeah, I was listening to it and I was just like thinking about all of like, it's all the time actually. Like, <laughs> every time we finish a song yeah. ever. Because I, I always do it because like I'm always thinking about like everything I just said and trying to make sure it like perfectly portrays like exactly how I was feeling when yeah. I was writing it. That song like always like scratches like that itch in my brain and I'm like yeah it starts off with just like melancholy piano and no drums just like vocals and then like it gets into like like this super like theatrical sounding like um chorus with like these swing drums and shit and then it was just like I don't know and like the bridge is super emotional too because it has like this like almost like eerie like guitar solo and then it goes it's kind of a post-chorus moment yeah and I don't know whenever I listen to that song I'm like yeah that's that shit. That's the shit. <laughs> anyway, in conclusion, I probably saw only cry to their own songs. And they're cocky as fuck. Well, Aldridge cries all the time. Well, you'll have Sam to. cries. I, I cry for all of When his computer breaks down. <laughs> oh, I'm, I definitely have cried when my computer breaks down. That's mm. not even. But I, hopefully, I don't know, you'll have to tell me if someone will be crying to this song, but you have a new song, new release with Magnolia Park that's coming out November 29th. Nah, they'll just be raging. Raging? Alright. Travis Scott rager vibes, but no one's out of Is there anything else new that you want to tell people about before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, we have a body of work coming out like relatively soon. Like, Hell yeah. I mean, we're going to be releasing like singles up until then. You want to like build it into like, a two-part EP like two EPs that are like equal to like the same project basically. Okay. Everything right now is super tentative, but like we're just entering a new era. Because like we finished like the just in case the world ends. That was like wrapping up like the initial stuff we did. Yeah. And now we're like moving on to like Bittersweet Teeth was like the start. Okay. And then Catastrophe is the second song. We're kind of doing like a thing where it's like A B like like he said like the two projects like. Yeah. upbeat happy and then like kind of darker vibes so catastrophe is like the definitely the darker vibe and it's with magnolia park who are like our good friends they're super like some of the nicest people we've met in the industry like super awesome people they did the feature it worked super well you shot a music video for shot a music video yesterday freezing our asses off for 12 hours oh my god i bet like a warehouse with no heat yeah we were wearing like jumpsuits and like (laughs) but it's gonna be sick yeah it was crazy it sounds it sounds sick how about you Aldrich anything else you want to share before we wrap up let's put you on the follow spot follow me on Instagram on Twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I'm just cranking out singles right now yeah but, um, I'm, uh, I'm 
I'll put together a project for this year. Yeah. Um, and also, to the all in songs. PTS yeah. Aldrich projects. Coming, yeah, coming, soon. coming sometime in the future, yeah. especially now that we're on the same level. Project yeah. coming with Racer soon. Maybe? I don't know about a project, mm. but definitely more shit. More more shit. Yeah. He just recorded a verse for uh, a remix of yeah. Racer song. Oh yeah. hell! Racer just sent me something, so I I, I I love to work with Racer. He's like yeah, he's I genuinely think he's like one of the best people in that like the rap lane right now. Like I think he's, he's rapper pop. I think he's like rapper pop. It's super. Cool. <laughs> I always say like if he went to high school with us and like he would have never guessed he made music, but like he sent me like a beat one time in like eleventh grade, and I was like, yeah. this is really sick. And then I didn't really know that he was like, like he made these songs that were like terribly mixed, but like I was remember listening and being like, this is actually like so fire in like high school. And like we listened to them the other day in the car with him on the way home from his show, and we were like, yo, this is like still so fire. Yeah. But like the beat, like like everything is just terribly mixed, but like his part is like so melodic and good. And like you yeah. definitely yeah. could always see that he was gonna like be this good. Yeah. But now I like genuinely think like he is like uh, really good. Like, I think he could be at the top of, like, his lane, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for talking to me. I wish you best of luck at your show, and I'm excited to hear all the new projects you have coming out. So, yeah. awesome. Hey, everyone. It's Zoe. Thank you for listening to the episode. Be sure to check out the handles in the description to see more about the artist's new releases and to check out more content from us. Thank you.